0: Hello everybody and welcome back to the Weird Science DC Comics Secret Origins Podcast Where this episode, the first kind of official episode where I'm going to be recording it new for the week We're going to be doing the first appearance of Heatwave from the Flash number 140 from back in 1963 But before we get into that, let me tell you to go over to Twitter and follow us at Weird Science DC You follow us, we'll follow you right back. That is a full follow-back policy. Also, go to our website, weirdsciencedccomics.com, where you can see the written reviews for most of the books that come out each and every week from DC. And then after all of that, you can go over to our Patreon at patreon.com slash science, where you can support us for the things that we do here on our regular feed. Also, if you listen to our Marvel podcast or our manga podcast or all of the above, Column A, B, and C You can support us for all that And get a ton of shows in return I'm not the type of person that wants to say Hey, just give us money for no reason Because of what we already do I like to have it where If you do like the podcast And you want more podcasts And, and podcasts that are very, very similar To the one that you're going to be listening to After I'm done giving you my spiel The Secret Origins was a podcast That started on the Patreon way back when But with that, there are a lot of very similar ones. Go to patreon.com slash weird science to check that out. One of the other things that we do each week, me and Eric, we get together on a Thursday night and we record our Patreon only spotlight podcast where two books from that week's, you know, books are picked by the badasses of the Get Fresh crew, beep boop, and that is the highest level of the Patreon, just to let everybody know. And they end up picking two books that me and her talk about. Usually that podcast is about an hour, hour and a half long. And this week we ended up talking about Batman, Catwoman number six and Shazam number two. Those are the two books that the badasses picked. So if you want to listen to that and all the other shows, just head over again. I'll say it one last time here. Patreon.com slash weird All these links will be in the show notes, all of that going on. But we're going to go right now to really the first episode i'll probably just call it the first episode who knows but it's the first episode that i'm going to do live kind of that week for you know the secret origins podcast and why i'd like to do that is because that way i can kind of make it relevant and you know put some synergy to the books that are coming out and whatnot that's why i ended up picking heatwave heatwave was in the flash that came out this week while i'm recording also in The Suicide Squad and the Swamp Thing book. So everything's coming up Heatwave. So why not talk about his first appearance? And we're going to go right now to talk about The Flash number 140. All right. And what better song to go into the first appearance of Heatwave than Heatwave by Martha and the Vandellas, which actually came out the same year that this issue came out. Now, Heatwave, Wave McRory is a supervillain appearing in comic books published by DC Comics, commonly as an enemy of the Flash and a member of the rogues, along with Captain Cold. And and most people know this. You know, you have best buds, Captain Cold and Heatwave, right? Opposites attract as mc scat cat and paul abdul told us those years ago now would you be surprised though if i told you that the first appearance of heat wave he's actually a rival of captain cold it's pretty cool in an issue that is called the heat is on for captain cold it's the flash Number 140 came out November of 1963, written by John Broom, pencils by Carmine Infantino, and inks by Joe Giella. Now, it starts off with a pretty cool cover. We'll start with the cover where you end up having the flash both frozen and on fire, where on each side of them, Captain Cold says, I'll cool the flash off, Heat Wave. And then Heat Wave says, I'll turn him into a cinder, Captain Cold. Now, I know that a lot of times... The covers, you know, aren't exactly truthful to what goes on in the issue. This actually does happen, which is pretty cool. You open up and see that you get a scene, again, where Captain Cold and Heatwave are firing their guns at each other. You end up having Captain Cold firing his ice gun at Heatwave, completely missing him and freezing the city block behind Heatwave. Heatwave has his heat gun. He's firing at Captain Cold. Completely missing him And setting the building behind Captain Cold on fire Flash ends up in the middle of this saying Pretty much, these guys are the worst shots ever I better stop them both Or Central City is done for Now, on the top of the page, though Where you just get into this It's pretty cool You end up having this very dramatic Almost like a soap opera You know, introduction Two arch-villains battling away In a stupendous crime rivalry the city in danger of destruction and only flashed standing between it and the terrible menace. And as if that weren't enough, there is also mystery, intrigue and glamour in this exciting story, which we call the heat is on for Captain Cold. And so it's funny, too, because this is going to be in two parts and I'm going to record in two parts. And when we get to it, we'll have a little intermission where I, I'm going to do something that I hope everybody enjoys something real quick. But the first half of this, you really don't get any heat wave. We'll get that heavy in the second half. But in the first half, we're setting up the story where fiancés, Barry Allen and Iris West have gone out for a dinner date. Very fancy too. Barry's, you know, pretty much in a tuxedo. Iris is in this nice dress where she has those fancy gloves that go all the way up to your elbow, which means you're rich. I think, even though they're not, but you kind of, you know, kind of look it and they come back for a Quote unquote coffee cat. They're going to have some coffee They put on the television And the television program Dream Girl is on Now they don't really explain What this television show is Dream Girl but there is a girl She's the dream girl You don't really get her name until the end But I don't know what she's doing She's just kind of standing there Talking and she says this is your TV dream girl Here to say goodnight to you And you and wish you Pleasant dreams, see you later, I'm Dream Girl Now with that, Barry is completely oogling Dream Girl on the TV He is seemingly smitten by Dream Girl Iris sees this and gets mad She turns the TV off (laughs) And Barry goes, gosh, Iris, what'd you do that for? And Iris goes, I didn't like the way you were staring at that girl, Barry Allen And really, if you have your fiancé And she starts calling you by your first and last name You gotta pipe down Things are bad. She's mad. Come on, Barry. Read the room here. Barry doesn't read the room. He goes, I wasn't staring. I was just waiting for Dream Girl to turn around. I, oops. And then he goes, oh, my God, it slipped out. Now, Iris freaks out. You were doing what? And the way that I'm getting this is that she thinks Barry was saying, I was waiting for her to turn around so I could look at her butt. I don't don't know what else he'd be looking at. She gets mad. And so then he thinks, I got to think fast. Now he's the Flash. So it's funny. I better talk fast and convincingly. Now, when that is said and what you would think is he going to lie to Iris? I mean, why? But like, he was just watching TV. He's not going to lie because there's a reason why he was staring at Dream Girl. And he just tells Iris the truth, which sets up the story. He leaves one little bit of information out. And that bit of information is the idea that he's the Flash. So what happens a lot back in the day with this when he's talking to Iris? It's always that he bumped into the flash. Oh, by the way, Flash came by to work. Oh, my God. I saw Flash at lunch. Hey, Flash was at the gym. So he goes, I bumped into Flash this afternoon. He told me a strange story. I might as well tell you about it. I was going to before. But, you know, we were at dinner and stuff. So I'll tell you now. And he says, it seems the law firm of Willens and Cole left an urgent message for Flash at police headquarters. Ask him to contact them as soon as possible. And when he goes to the lawyers, he finds out that there is a will that they need help with. And and Flash, in, in the meantime, I think that Flash is like, really, like, what do you think I do here? Like that, that doesn't sound. So you end up having this lawyer kind of butter Flash up, and he goes, well, you know, the poor people in Central City will soon have reason to thank and love you. It's like, I'm listening. Like, what has to do with this will and what's going on? And it's a crazy story where you ended up having a rich client, a mining magnate, who he says he has a passion for anonymity, but then they save the name anyway, named Wilson Varner. And what ended up happening, he had just died in his will. There's a strange request. When he was a bit younger, he ended up a rich guy. He was on a ocean cruise liner. And it ended up jackknifing into another ocean cruise liner. I believe the captain might have been drunk. Not verified, allegedly. I mean, you should see this picture. It's a jackknife of two ocean liners. Who didn't see this coming? But you end up where during the, you know, the disaster here, all the things and all the hubbub, he had a, a two year old daughter that disappeared, a baby daughter that was traveling with him. Disappeared and was never found. The only thing that they can use to identify her was a diamond birthmark on the back of her neck and this lawyer ends up giving Barry gives flash this photograph of the girl and the little diamond deal. now, with all of that, they say her name's Priscilla Varner. she has this birthmark, and you have to find her because the will is going to leave her two million dollars. Also, if you find her, $10 million goes to the poor of Central City. If I am Priscilla Varner and I'm found, I'm a little ticked off that that's not reversed. I know it's it's nice to give to the poor of Central City, but really, like, I'm your lost daughter and you're going to give $10 million to the poor and only $2 million to me, please. But they end up having that. And, and with that, okay, that's very unusual, but flash, and they say, Flesh says, well, why do I need to do this and what happens if if we don't find her? And then the kicker here is, well, if we don't find her, and by the way, we had a year to find her, but we dilly-dallied a bit, there's only one day left. We we have to find her by tomorrow night, sundown, or else the the 'er ne'er-do-wells relatives of Mr. Varner will get the inheritance and they're very unworthy of it. And th- that part cracks me up Basically, if if the Flash doesn't find this girl Before sundown tomorrow The, like I said The ne'er-do-wells The unworthy people of the family get the money Again, I don't know why Flash would care But he would care about getting that money for the poor So he says, okay, I'm gonna do this We'll have to do it fast Obviously, that's why they asked for the Flash He ends up saying, can I take This picture, yes you can All of that going on, then we go back Because this is Barry telling Iris the story, and I Don't think she buys it, he's like And that's why I was looking, because I wanted To see if Dream Girl turned Around, if she might Possibly be This girl, she might be the girl That I'm looking for, Iris is like Yeah, that's that's original, but really That's what you're doing, and then he says Like, she goes, as long as You aren't oogling This girl, I'll turn the TV back on. Now, when the TV gets turned back on, unfortunately, Dream Girl, that program's over. And there is a news bulletin. And the news bulletin is that Len Snart, alias Captain Cold, had made a cold gun in prison and has escaped. He froze the whole prison and he walked out. Now, Barry's watching that and he's like, really? Like, first I thought I had to find this girl. Now I'm going to have to get Captain Cold 2 and 1 cold night where i'm gonna have to go out and do, do that and he ends up kissing iris goodbye iris says good night and sleep deep to sleep good dear he's like there ain't gonna be no sleep for the flash tonight because he has to go out and find captain cobalt also looking for this girl now that setup is a little crazy whatnot but it's start. it's it's about to get wacky it's about to get real wacky because while flash is looking around for Captain Cold He's zipping around He ends up going out Of Iris's apartment Uses the ring Jumps into the soup, Boom Goes off And he's doing that classic Where you know You see the trail Of him just going around He's going through All of Central City Hoping to bump Into Captain Cold Though he says I doubt Captain Cold Will strike before daylight You know Captain Cold He likes to get A good night's rest But while he's doing that He's also going to go around And try to see If he can find This girl All of that Well He's right, Flash is right That Captain Cold isn't going to do anything Until the next morning But we find out why he escaped prison Because he goes into his Looks like a cave That he's hanging out in The cave in Central City goes in and there is a humongous poster On the cave wall Of Dream Girl And he says, there it is The largest picture of Dream Girl I could find Of course she's everybody's Dream Girl now but soon things will be different, and she will be all mine alone. He's smitten by Dream Girl. And he says, Yeah, I know that I've kind of, you know, said this before, talking to the reader almost. Like I know that I said that I fell in love before, but nothing like Dream Girl. And we see an editor's note. What he's talking about is a bunch of issues before. In in Flash number 114, he had fallen in love with Iris West. And then six issues ago in issue number one thirty-four. He had fallen in love with Miss Twist. So, you know, Leonard Snart's heart goes where Leonard Snart's heart wants to go. And right now, it wants Dream Girl, especially because he has the biggest poster, Known to Man of Dream Girl, on his cave wall. Well, he ends up saying to himself, Ah, yeah, let me think back to what I did and how I got out of jail and all that. So, in my mind, I'm thinking, okay, they're going to show us how he made this cold gun. They said on the news that he ended up using parts that he took from the refrigerator in the prison and made a gun. First off, I don't know about you, if you have Captain Cold in a prison, don't let him get near the refrigerator or the, the freezer at any time alone. Oh, he better have, like, I could just see, he's like, I'm going to go get some popsicles. Anybody wants some? I'm going to get the, get the equipment. And he goes, but that's not what we're going to see anyway. What we're going to see is what inspired him to break out. What inspired him to break out is he he was reading fan magazine in the prison library and was reading a story about Dream Girl. Dream Girl, very heavy hitting in this issue. Dream Girl in this interview, they asked, hey, Dream Girl, who's your dream man? And she says, well, my dream man is the Flash. It's because of his dynamic personality and super energy. It he won my heart. He won Dream Girl's heart. Captain Cold sees this in the library and gets so angry that Dream Girl doesn't love him and loves the Flash that now he is going to make a cold gun out of refrigerator parts to break out so that he can then commit crimes to make Flash look stupid so that Dream Girl falls in love with him. That's the whole basis of everything Captain Cold in this. He needs. Dream girl to fall in love with Him the only way he can do that is to make the Flash look like a Moron so what he ends up doing He's looking at the paper it's night Remember Barry said that he didn't think he'd Go out at night he has the paper and finds out That the government of Guanador Has just changed hands And the exiled government You know the king whatever it would be They skedaddled after Guanador got taken over But before they left they stole or as he says, no, well, maybe they just took, but they ended up getting all of the money of Guanador out of the treasury and just happened to go right to Central City with it. So what he is going to do is the next morning, the Guanador officials are supposed to arrive eight o'clock on the railway, on the railroad station. He's going to go and he's going to end up stealing that money. So we do see the beginnings of that, where you end up seeing the guanadorians they're getting out of the train they're right on schedule captain Colt's very happy that they keep a nice schedule here on the trains in central city and what he does he has his his freeze gun you have a lot of police officers central city police but also the guanadorians and their guard all of this going on and i guess that leonard thinks well i could either shoot all of these people or I can shoot the cloud that pretty much is only about eight feet above everyone. This cloud is so low in the sky. It's unbelievable. But if I shoot this cloud, somehow what looks like green freeze energy will come out of the cloud looking like frozen lightning bolts and somehow will hit everybody involved. And I'll just go and grab the money. Does it? I mean, it works. I mean, how crazy is it when it does work? He does this and then he starts to get away with the money and the Flash shows up and he goes, oh my God, this was a cinch. Oh no, the Flash caught me with my hands full and Flash yells, at last, my long night's visual has paid off. I've come across Captain Cold. And that's where the issue itself stops for a tiny bit of an intermission. And so with that, I'm going to stop for an intermission and I'm going to try something out that will do... You know, as we go on, something where I talk about some things that happened during the month that this issue came out. Hey everybody, welcome to The Intermission. And I thought it'd be neat during these podcasts to stop in the middle and talk about a couple of things that happened the month that the issue came out originally. I thought it'd be something that you'd kind of get more of perspective of what was going on around the world and stuff like that. While, well, say, The Flash number 140 was coming out in November of 1963. So what was going on in November of 1963? Well, pretty much one of the biggest things that happened in the 20th century, unfortunately, happened during November of 1963. And it was the assassination of John F. Kennedy. From Dallas, Texas, the flash, apparently official, President Kennedy died at 1 p.m. Central Standard Time. And as Walter Cronkite just said, U.S. President John F. Kennedy was assassinated in Dallas, Texas by Lee Harvey Oswald. It happened at 12.30 p.m. The president was rushed to the Parkland Memorial Hospital, where they desperately tried to save him. They were not able to, and he was officially pronounced dead at 1 p.m. Now, with that, it really put a funk in the United States especially, but there were other things going on that month, and before that happened, over there in jolly old England, Beatlemania was hitting pretty hard. I'm a huge Beatles fan, so any sort of issue that's coming out in the 60s, we're probably going to be talking a little Beatles during this intermission, but... During the month of November of 1963, and specifically November 4th of 1963, the Beatles performed for Queen Elizabeth II at the annual Royal Variety Performance, where John Lennon, introducing their final song of the night, ended up saying this famous line. Thank you. For our last number, I'd like to ask your help. the people in the cheaper seats clap your hands? And the rest of you, if you just rattle your jewelry. <laughs> Thank you. We'd like to sing a song called Twist and Shout. One, two, three. And there is kind of a connection of these two moments. You end up having the Beatles huge in England already. They will end up within the next year. Going over and pretty much conquering The United States and the world And one of the reasons why a lot of people say That they ended up Becoming so popular in the United States Besides the fact that they were awesome Right? It's that, you know, the United States wasn't that funk They were very depressed With the idea of, you know John F. Kennedy, Camelot All that stuff And his assassination really ended up putting You know, the United States, I said, in a funk, and the Beatles coming over ended up re-energizing a lot of the people in the United States and the world, like I said, specifically young girls who screamed and yelled and, and wouldn't, you know, stop doing that for quite some time. But I hope that you enjoyed that little deal there, giving you a little bit of a perspective of what was going on the month that this issue came out. But we will go back for the second half of The Flash, number 140, and... I promise we will get to heatwave in this part. Welcome back, everybody. And we're going to get some heatwave. As I said, we're going to get them very quickly because... Barry Allen is running very fast around Captain Cold. His plan here, because Captain Cold stole money, froze all of the police and the guards, so you end up where Barry's just running around. Flash is running around really fast, and it's one of those nowadays he does this to kind of suck the air out of everything and, and make the villain pass out. This is just so that Captain Cold will fire his freeze gun Where Barry Allen was but isn't Then and ends up where It seems like with the Discharge of the freeze gun that does Give Barry a chance then to Swoop in and grab Captain Colt from the Back and the plan works he ends up grabbing Him but suddenly From behind both of them you end Up seeing a hand with a Glove a gloved hand with what Looks like a trick lighter that's Shaped like a gun where he Flicks the lighter on And that releases a heat beam or heat wave that ends up hitting Barry. And he's like, oh, my God, what was that? Who are you? And then you end up seeing heat wave. And the first appearance of heat wave here where he has pretty much a white asbestos jumpsuit, some goggles and a holster that is around his neck that goes down like under his armpit for some reason. And he goes, what? You want to know who I am? Well." How about that hot reception? Because allow me to introduce myself, the one enemy you'll never conquer, Heatwave, at your service. And Barry's like, Oh, yeah? And tries to lunge quickly, obviously, at Heatwave, who shoots him again. And you end up having Flash go, Oh my God, that sizzling blast hitting me with the force of a pile driver. Ugh. And he falls down. Well, you end up having Captain Cold come over and say, Hey, buddy, that's pretty good. You're a real friend in need, Heatwave. How about helping me? Take this loot back to my cave And and we'll split it We'll end up being partners, let's go And he's like, alright, well, lead the way Captain Cold, now, as we go Through this, there's gonna be a lot of puns There's a lot of heat and cold puns, none of them Really good, some of them really Cringy, but we'll, we'll talk about Those, because they go back And it says, soon later, and we're Already in the cave Where, yeah, you know, Captain Cold, he's a fancy guy He's got a cave, also he has Pretty much, what looks like a giant stone table in the cave with stone chairs, and they're sitting there. There's a candle burning. They're they're talking about things, and you end up having Heatwave tell his origin story very quickly because it's like halfway in. He says, "So that's my story, Captain Cold." I like that he says that, but then says it again. "That's my story, Captain Cold. I used to be a fire eater in the circus, but I lost my taste for the work." Oh my god! And then he ends up saying, "One day." You know, a week ago I finally made up my mind So he just pretty much quit the circus a week ago He says, I made up my mind But uh, I'm not going to tell you why That's personal That's personal reasons But I must say I'm going to embark on a criminal career in a big way Naturally with my circus background You can understand why I chose the character of Heatwave Alright, it's more the gun to me But that's that's fine He was He was a fire eater Which then makes him be able to make a heat gun but she says, I created my own uniform, which really is bad, and my weapon, a heat gun. And you end up having Captain Cole's like, that sure is hot stuff, Heatwave. You know, we'd make a good team. And since you have no hideout of your own, you're welcome to use mine. Now, with that, I kind of thought the ideal case, taking Heatwave back to his cave, I don't know. I don't know if it's that cool to have a giant, giant poster of Dream Girl on the, the cave wall. So I was hoping, I hope he takes that down. Right, I hope that Heatwave doesn't come in and is like, what's going on with that, you loser? Now, when they're sitting at the table, I'm like, oh, I guess that it is gone because I don't see it. It's because it's right behind them. This thing is humongous. Heatwave turns around and says, oh, oh, what's going on? Why do you have this big picture dream girl on your wall, Captain Cold? That's odd. And Captain Cold goes, what's so odd about it? And then here's where the trouble begins, where you end up. Heatwave goes, well, you see. Dream girl, she's the reason I gave up fire eating I was determined to win her love And I knew the only way to do it was to show up Flash, her dream men Exactly the plan that Captain Cold had This is going to cause some friction It does, they end up pretty much Quick draw McGraw, both of them And they fire their guns at each other But because you have cold and heat going at it They end up canceling each other out And then you end up having Heat wave finally says bah Let's put it this way, Captain Cold. Whichever one of us can commit the most spectacular crimes in Central City will win Dream Girl. And then Captain Cold says, Suits me as far as I'm concerned, Heatwave, The bet is ice cold. The bet's ice cold, right? Really? First off, I don't know if Dream Girl doesn't like him? I guess, you know, back in 63, you could kind of force your way. It's not right. But I don't know. Because basically, they've made up their mind. Whoever wins this gets Dream Girl. So they go off. now. Flash is aware of this This is all happening in this one day by the way You end up where Flash is like Oh my god I, I was told that Heatwave and Captain Cold There seemed to be in some sort of crime contest Going around They're going all out Every time they run into each other though They start doing rooting, tooting, gun shooting And they're wrecking all of the city This is pretty much what you got at the beginning uh, In the credits page and whatnot. So he's upset Flash needs to stop them. Now, in the meantime, he's kind of forgot about the idea of finding this girl, not even thinking of Dream Girl, all of this. I mean, Dream Girl's being thought of enough by Captain Cold and Heatwave. Well, Flash goes off, and I actually like the description here, and I wish we had this more because it's spurred on. The Monarch of Motion goes all out in the search of the duo. So he's looking for them, the Monarch of Motion, the Flash, looking for both Captain Cold and heat wave to stop all this. Now he ends up saying, Hey, I'm a scientist. I like it. He's like, as a scientist, everybody, I know that when there's heat, it kind of glows. And I see like this glowing deal. It looks like the whole central city's on fire, actually. I think that that might be the heat waves. I see that glowing over there. So he runs over and he's like, I was right. And it is heat wave again. Battling Captain Cold where they're at a stalemate Where both of the guns This is exactly how we left them in the cave before they left They're both shooting directly at each other And it's negating And they're wasting time and energy Uh, But when they see the Flash You end up having Captain Cold say Hey, Heatwave I propose that we have a little truce Let's both of us attack Flash Take him down And then after the bit with Flash is over We go right back to our rivalry Now the thing that gets me about this is what they're saying is, and what Captain Cold's saying, is, okay, we're going to not be against each other. But if you take down the Flash, in their mind, I think that's the ultimate to get Dream Girl. But they're going to team up. Maybe they'll both get the Dream Girl. Well, they end up both firing at Barry, at Flash. And this is where I said it's the cover. You end up having one side, Captain Cold's making him cold. The other side is hot. And I like this where it's like, oh, my God, one side's frozen, the other's hot. What am I going to do? As you end up having, you know, heat wave and Captain Cold pretty much high five each other and stuff. Well, you end up where Barry, he turns his molecules into superconductors by vibrating them very quickly. And what that does then is it, it's like if you end up remembering McDonald's having the McDLT. The hot side's hot and the cold side's cold. Well, you got to combine them here and make the cold side hot and the hot side cold. You're going to end up going all that so that he it, it basically comes out of this. He's able to negate both of the guns. Now, what he then does is hilarious because he does that move where a lot of times he'll like, would you, would you his hand? He like goes real fast fanning his hand. And a lot of times I've seen him use that to cause... You know, a gust of wind and knock people over. This actually sucks the air out from between Captain Cold and Heat Wave to cause a vacuum that makes them slam into each other. And he says, I'm creating a vacuum between these two by scooping away the air between them. At super speed, the effect is to yank them together. Now, with that also, it, it like mentions, they say nature abhors a vacuum. I'll bet these two will also from now on. You know, nature abhorring that vacuum. I know my wife does when it comes to cleaning. That that is not an appropriate thing. So they they bash into each other. The vacuum between them. Boom! They hit each other. They're knocked out, and Barry grabs them both and runs them to the police department and just deposits them there. Now it seems as if the interrogation of them goes real quick because when he comes out of the police department, he goes, "Oh man, interrogating them." Told me that they were both trying to impress Dream girl I forgot all about dream girl I have to go talk to her It's getting late too You see that it's getting late Remember he has to find this girl Before sundown And it's it's getting now with that Seriously If you haven't figured out by now That the girl he's looking for is dream girl The only other person That has been in this book Unless it's Iris It's gotta be dream girl And it is But he goes and he's like, hey, dream girl, thanks for meeting me at this hotel. I swear to God, if Iris ends up seeing this, he is dead. And she's like, oh, my God, like, why do you want to see me? He's like, I don't know. Get near that mirror. And he looks and he's like, "Ooh, I see the reflection in the back of her neck. There is no birthmark. Oh, my goodness. I guess dream girl isn't this girl. But then he says hey, on a whim, hey, uh, dream girl about a year ago you left the program for a couple weeks and then when you came back you had a new hairdo why was that what happened then she goes oh oh you you noticed that oh yeah yeah i used to have this birthmark and i got it removed but we kept it on the down low you know you don't want people around to know that you're getting rid of birthmarks on the back of your neck but boy when i came back it really you know it really upped the ante on the different hairstyles I can do because when I came back, I could actually do the upsweep and put my hair up. I mean, really, I, I doubled my hair deuce with just getting rid of that one, tattoo, not tattoo, that one birthmark. And he goes, Really? Well, I don't want to pry, but what did that birthmark look like? Oh, I have a photograph of it. The exact same photograph, but years later, of the one you have, Barry, as a little girl. He has the little girl picture. She is wearing the same exact clothes, but older. And he goes, wait a second. There's two moments in this that I thought were funny. That really, he's like, I don't know. That tattoo looks a little bigger on you when you're older. Yeah, that's that's what happens. (laughs) He's like, oh, oh, it must be right. Okay, well, we have about 10 minutes. I got to run you real fast over to the lawyers because I don't know if you know this, dream girl. You are rich. And they run over just in time. It's like two minutes before this whole thing's going to run out. Now, with that, you have to imagine the neer do you know, other relatives are really going to be pissed. I mean, this is pretty much a last-second three-pointer to win uh, the final NCAA championship. You end up where, oh, my God, look at these pictures. This is proof positive to me. You win the money, dream girl. And then he ends up saying, there's no doubt about it. You have found Priscilla Varner. Uh, Dream Girl, not so swift. At one point, they basically say, aren't you happy, Priscilla? I swear Dream Girl's like looking around. Who is he talking to? Who's this Priscilla? And that's your new name. That's your real name, Priscilla. Oh, oh yeah, that's cool. I guess I'm Priscilla now. I don't know. Dream Girl has yeah, a little more of a ring than Priscilla Bar- Varner. But even that, she says, oh, this explains everything. I understand now I ended up going to an orphanage at a young age. Never knew my parents. Plus, I've always been afraid of water. I don't know if you know this, Flash, but I don't take baths on the reg. He's like, gross. She doesn't say that, but it'd be funny. Uh, And basically, you know, Priscilla, once dream girl, now Priscilla Varner, is now a millionaire. They give her that and... All of the poor in Central City are now rejoicing Hopefully they don't just give them the cash That's not a good thing to do To give, you know, the people who are poor A lot of times they need to have a little guidance Some people got poor for a reason Hopefully there is some way that they just didn't shower I can I, I just imagine Barry just runs around, he goes down his flesh He runs through the poor neighborhoods He's just throwing money in the air Hopefully that's not the case Hopefully they they learn how to watch their money Things like that But with that you end up having Barry and Iris In the car going for a moonlight drive Now if you've ever heard the Doors song Moonlight drive This could end up really really bad But you end up and, And really it should Because you know Barry's there He's happy as the Flash He ended up doing this He got a lot of money for the poor All right He's so happy He's got a big smile there's Iris to burst his bubble As she always does Very much Iris very much like a younger Lois Lane back in the day Where it's always throwing shade at Clark For not being Superman Because she doesn't know he is Superman So you end up, Iris says So, due to the flash The poor of Central City are receiving a gift Of millions of dollars Tell me Barry, don't you feel ashamed Sometimes to be slow moving And lazy when the flash And, and he interrupts Gosh, Iris, we can't all be the Flash. And then you don't get it. But as they're driving, he opens up the door and shoves her the hell off of the highway. Go get the Flash now, jerk. Oh, my goodness. But there's Barry. And, And I love the idea, too. It's like, oh, that Iris always keeping me on my toes with her awful, awful shade throwing ability. But that's it. That's the end of the issue. We end up getting a little bit of heat wave Not a ton, but it's it's fun I just, I need them to get Out of jail now and go after Dream Girl Again, they're gonna get out of jail And they're gonna turn on the TV and like Who's this Priscilla Varner? I need the Dream Girls they Don't have it anymore Poor, poor, uh, especially Captain Cold he, he, he got that poster I mean, that didn't come cheap It's huge, this poster, it's a whole wall And now no dream girl, dream girl's gone I, I, I still don't know what the show is The dream girl show I just sit there, she probably just sits there You know what I'm dreaming about this week? A, a giant hoagie And then they bring it to her And she's like, no, no, I I want roast beef and Swiss Not ham and cheese Okay, sorry dream girl We weren't, You weren't really specific on your dream Also, I'd love to think that dream girl in the show With the dreams and all that When she's saying this There's always the monkey paw it ends up being very much like the Twilight Zone. It'd be great. Oh, it'd be awesome, right? But that is it. that is the first appearance of Heat Wave and you know, a little bit of what was going on in the world at the time and things like that. So I hope that everybody enjoys this. I hope that it's something that you will join me every week doing. Uh, and with that, next week, I want to tell everybody, next week what we're going to do is the secret origin of the first Robin And I'm not talking about Dick Grayson. That is the mystery that you'll have to wait, and we'll figure that out next week. Again, the secret origin of the first Robin. But with that, thanks again. Thanks, everybody, for listening. Uh, Go over to Twitter at WeirdScienceDC. Follow us. We'll follow you back 100%. Also, check out our Patreon that has a bunch of shows like this at Patreon.com slash WeirdScience. And, you know, if you just kind of stumbled onto this or whatnot, or you're a long-time listener and just happen to do this and you like it and whatnot, you know, let me know. You can email me at weirdsciencedccomics at com. It'd be awesome to hear from people. Also, if you haven't before, it'd be awesome if you could rate and review the podcast, especially on Apple Podcasts and iTunes. That's, that's the big one, right? That's the big kicker. Uh, but if you could do that, that'd be awesome as well. But who am I to tell you what to do? That's why I'm asking. But thanks, everybody. I hope you enjoyed this. And I will talk to you later.